Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You are listening to Foul Tips, your weekend podcast to catch you up on the week that was in the world of baseball. Let's do it. All right, Foul Tips number eight, the weekend edition of the 1420 Sports Podcast, the all-baseball edition of the podcast, August 2nd, holiday Monday, 2021. Today we're going to talk about the trade deadline. We're going to give out another Rick Award and nominate another couple of players for this week's uh, coveted Rick Award. We'll uh, talk about the Dodgers this day in baseball history and talk a little WCBL. So without any further ado, like you said, the 1420 podcast, let's get into her. Anyways, I got back behind the uh, the plate this week on Saturday night. Uh, it was the Sylvan Lake Gulls and the Lethbridge Bulls. Uh, good game, 8-4. Uh, to talk about this game a little bit, I was, uh, for the, those of you who listened to a, uh, foul tips from a week ago, I, uh, I got a little bit of a, not a little concussion, there's no such thing, uh, getting the old brain rattled. But the, the symptoms were gone. I got the all clear to go out back on the field and uh, was back out there. It wasn't uh, tentative. I thought it would be, be a little bit gun shy back there. But Saturday night, I was back behind the plate. Thought I had a, uh, an exceptional game, actually. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm going to because nobody else will because whoever pats an umpire in the back, really. Uh, pat in the back, only three people kicking the ass, they say. But anyways, thought I had a really good game. Uh, the grit grinder, he didn't have his uh, Hawaiian shirt on, but he waited till the ninth inning to voice his displeasure with me. He uh, called me a bum. I, I started to miss him a little bit, but he uh, he got his uh, he got his uh, verbal diarrhea out of me at the uh, in the ninth inning. To say I should call the game uh, equal both ways. Uh, there was a pitch that was a foot out of the strike zone, a high and away in the whole bit, but he uh, he had to get it out of him. He was uh, well, I can't imagine he probably 10, 12 beer deep by that point. But anyways, good to have people out. Good to be back up behind the plate. I've actually got a game this afternoon here in Lethbridge. I'm not exactly sure who's playing. It doesn't really matter, but good to be back out there. WCBL baseball, uh, wherever you're listening to the show, if you have a chance to go to WCBL game or whatever college, uh, summer college leagues are kind of wrapping up now. Uh, probably getting into playoff time for some of the leagues and everything else. But if you get a chance to go, no matter where you are, are listening to this podcast, uh, give them a shot. It's good baseball. It's entertaining baseball. The dollar values there. It's uh, good for the community, everything else. We've talked about that a lot, but Get out there and support the local teams because uh, they need it. Anyways, the uh, baseball trade deadline came and went. Uh, and there were some teams that made some major splashes, some teams that didn't. Um, one team that should have made a deal that didn't was the Colorado Rockies, and they should have gotten rid of Story. I can't understand why they wouldn't get rid of the guy. Uh, they're not going anywhere. It's uh, Story has told the, the Rockies that he wants out. He's not going to re-sign with them. He's leaving. So why they wouldn't have got something for that asset, whether it be a, a future prospect or, or anything, who knows? Maybe the asking price was too high and other teams said, to heck with it, we're not doing it. But um, the Rockies are going to be the Rockies for a long time. They've been an irrelevant organization for quite some time now. Um, I don't understand why they wouldn't have traded the guy. It doesn't make any sense to me why they wouldn't have traded the guy. Uh, to get anything because uh, right, you're not winging a rings like any rings. And like I said, uh, prospects are cool, but rings are cooler, but uh, you ain't winning a, a ring. So you might as well go get some prospects and 
and uh, capitalize on, on the asset you had. Uh, we talked about in past podcasts about the way the Cubs have uh, dismantled their championship team from 2016. Um, it's, it, it, it hurts to see it. Uh, maybe they'll get some of the guys back this, this offseason. Maybe Rizzo will go back, leave the Yankees and where they traded him. Maybe Rizzo will go back to the Cubs. But uh, they, they, they dismantled team Baez, Bryant, um, like I said, Rizzo, Kimbrell, all gone. The team's a shell of itself that won the World Series in 16. And it's sad to see a, a, a fan base lose, lose lose those iconic players. And they're, they're, they are going to be icons forever in, in Chicago, if we talked in the past. But to give up on your on your team and, and building for the future, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough take for me. going to pose this question. I might put it up on the, uh, the Twitter accounts later on. But can a team win too soon? And is winning a championship? Yes, winning a championship is great and everything else, but can a team win too soon and then you have to dismantle and guys get their paydays too quick. Uh, they're going to get their paydays no matter what, but should you lock guys up a little sooner? The Chicago Cubs, I don't understand why they had to make these deals. They got more money than anybody, but maybe these guys t- test the free agent market and regardless of, of, of their, their status and, and they want to get paid. But I don't know. I, I, I would have stayed in Chicago with those guys. They're, they're a part of forever. They, they will be no matter what, but go out and maybe win another one, then you're part of forever even more, if that makes any sense. Anyways, it, uh, it's sad to see those, those guys go. A uh, team that made the biggest, and we'll talk about them a little bit more here, the team that made the biggest splash and uh, was the Dodgers. They don't care about money. Uh, they, they win championships. They want to go out and win another one. Uh, it was 32 years between from 88, Earl Hershiser, uh glory year of 88 to the uh, the Dodgers winning the COVID World Series last year. So 32 years is a long time, but they can sniff it right now. Uh, they got to get past the Giants, who are still surprisingly uh, right there, and they went and made a deal to get Chris Bryant from the Cubs, who uh, instantly helped that, that team by hitting a home run in his first game. So that helped. But the, Do- the Dodgers went out and got Scherzer, and then I think the, the guy that's going to help them the most is an everyday guy. Like Scherzer's going to get you seven, eight more wins, whatever it's going to be between now and the end of the season. But a guy like Trey Turner, who Washington got a pretty good deal, a steal with this guy. They had another year of control on his contract, but they went and got some good prospects from the Dodgers. The Dodgers said, we're going for it. And they went and got Trey Turner. who's going to be, I think, the, the big fish in this trade deadline that's going to help a, a team like the Dodgers a lot. And they got top to bottom. They got all-stars every position once all their players get back and get healthy. The Dodgers are going to be tough to beat. And going out and guy, getting a guy like Trey Turner, and Washington was smart by getting rid of him at when the stock was high because you don't know what he's going to be playing like next year. So getting a, get, getting the most they could out of that asset, which Colorado didn't do with Story, it helps out a ton. And I, I don't see that being a bad bad deal at all for Washington. They got some great prospects coming back. And Scherzer's 10-5 guy could pick where he wanted to go. So going to the Dodgers, maybe win another world title. Um I can't see anybody stopping him right now. Uh, Boston's kind of hit the skids in the in American League East a little bit. Yeah, it's looking by the Giants, like we just said. But, man, oh, man, the Dodgers, they're stacked from top to bottom. You, you just look at their outfield and, and just – and you got Kershaw, you got Walker Bueller, now you got Scherzer. Uh, that's that's a tough lineup to beat. And, man, you, and the way they, they can pack that stadium in, in L.A., people go. People like a winner. And the Dodgers, I can't see anybody stopping them. The Yankees got a little bit better. They went and got Rizzo. Uh, 
paid off instant dividends, home run in, in two of the three games this weekend. They, uh, they, they got a good team now. Like they're not, they're there. Uh, they picked another pitcher. I can't remember his name. He's uh, going against uh, the Orioles tonight. So that should be a, a W, but anyways, they got a little bit better. The Jays, they picked up a pitcher from Minnesota, got rid of their fifth overall pick from last year. What was his name? Austin Martin, the car. Uh, they were high on him, but something must have went sideways in his first year and a half professional baseball because they, they, traded, a, they traded him away. But uh, I tell you what, you look at those teams of, of 2015 in Toronto where they traded the prospects for Tulowitzki and, and the likes that they got in David Price there and whoever else you know, they, they had the trade deadline. Um, and all the prospects they traded away, people were a little bit upset. But none of those prospects panned out and the, the Jays were a couple outs away from going to the World Series, and they had some pretty good teams. And, and you look back, you know, trading those, trading those prospects who didn't pan out, it worked. And people in Toronto and Jays fans right across this country are probably pretty happy that those trades were made because the players that they, that they didn't keep didn't pan out, and nobody would trade those two years, 15 and 16, that brought baseball back into relevance in Canada. I loved it. I've said it before on different podcasts. I, I love the way that the enthusiasm of this country came around. When the Jays are relevant, it was a lot of fun to be a baseball fan because people were at sports bars talking about it, and there was the sports talk radio was all about it. It was it was fantastic. So I thought it was a really good move by the Jays uh, back then, and I still do because uh, prospects are cooler, rings are cooler, right? Um, another guy that's going to help a lot is uh, when the, the Cubs get rid of was Kimbrel uh, going to the White Sox. Didn't have to leave leave his home, just go to a different part part of the city, play a different part. Uh, in a different league in the American league. And uh, Kimbrell's still a hell of a closer. Now he's going, he's in a different spot because he might be going for uh, pitching for saves and trying to stack numbers for a hall of fame kind of a career. Cause he's close, but going to the white Sox, he won't get all the save opportunities that, that he would want because their back end of their bullpen is already stacked. They're the best closer uh, in the American league already. So Kimbrell might not get those, get those opportunities, but they might work something out where he can pitch uh, one out of every three save opportunities or whatever it's going to be. But the, I like what the, the White Sox are doing right now. They went out and got La Russa, which was strange, but it's, it's worked out for them. And the team is, is, is running away with the American League Central. And the best thing that they got going for them, they have an old owner who wants to win a championship. And he doesn't have many years left on this earth. So going out, making some, some acquisitions, having the team they got, playing in a kind of a weak division where they can dance some, some starting pitching around and everything else and, and rest guys for the remainder of the season, dog days of August that we're in now. They have an opportunity here to win a World Series. And they have an old owner, like I said, who wants to see one more World Series, so they're making some deals to go for it. I Instant impact happened, Baez with the Mets. So why, why were the Cubs so bad? Like, what's going on with the Cubs? All these guys go to a different team, and, and, and they're flying right now. But uh, it was sad to see. But uh, Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo all hit home runs early. Kimbrell's pitching well. Uh, it's too bad for the Cubs fans, like I said, but the, the rest of the league is uh, benefiting from it. The big winner, I think, was the Dodgers, like I said, getting Trey Turner. He's going to bolster that Dodger lineup. That's uh, second to none, in my opinion. Bellinger uh, or Seager, you, you got T Turner, top to bottom all-stars. Um, I can't see anybody beating them. I, I can't. Even the National Player of the Week and last week's Rick Award winner, actually, uh, Taylor, he's probably going to be, he's gonna be a utility guy now because there's nowhere for him to play. Um it's the Dodgers are going to be tough to beat. Their pitching staff is elite, and their 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 defensive guys are all all stars. They're going to be the team to beat in the uh, for the World Series.
which is what the bookie said. The second team that was supposed to be the team to beat, the Yankees, and they're not the team to beat. Anyways, 1420 podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, foul tips, so we condition what we're doing here. Uh, we had a busy weekend with the wedding of a friend last night, which was a really good time. Had a, had a few Bud Lights and everything else. It was a lot of fun, a lot of smiles. I've seen some old friends, so it was a good time. So we didn't get to show it to you yesterday, but holiday Monday for us to be able to do it for you today. So follow tips in 1420 podcast. We are everywhere where you get your podcast. All right, follow tips, the weekend edition of the 1420 sports podcast. Uh, something that my co-host came up with uh, a few months ago when the baseball season started, the Rick Award, uh, celebrating the excellence of Ricky Henderson, the greatest baseball player to ever walk the planet, in our opinion, here at the podcast. Um, Give out a weekly award, whether it be for a, a single moment or a week, uh, a week's worth of effort or whatever. We give uh, a couple nominees a week and uh, put it out on the Twitter poll, put it on the Twitterverse. You guys vote for it. Has been getting a good response. We'd like a little bit more, but it's, it's catching up, catching steam like the podcast is. But uh, like I said, we had the, uh, the National League uh, Player of the Week award for the previous week, Chris Taylor from the Dodgers, up against George Springer for the catch she, uh, of the Jays. For the catch that he made uh, last Sunday, I believe it was. Uh, hell of a grab. Uh, Taylor won get by 54.5% of the vote. Uh, he's the Rick Award winner. Now he doesn't have a place to play in that Dodger, uh, in that Dodger defense. So maybe the Rick Award is a bit of a, a hindrance. But anyways. But today, I'm the greatest of all time. That's our nominee, our winner for last week's Rick, Rick Award. This week, uh, two different nominees. Um, two different kind of a situations going with uh, the one nominee, Joey Votto, eight home runs in seven games. He just missed tying the, uh, the all-time record for consecutive home runs um, in games held by uh, Don Mattingly of the uh, New York Yankees and Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, they, they got to the record of eight, stumbled a little bit there. Sorry, guys. But Joey Votto, Canada's own. Going to talk about that for a second too. So it's Joey Votto. Against the new New York Yankee Anthony Rizzo, six for nine in his first three games with the Yankees, um, three RBIs, two home runs, scored five or six runs in three games. Just a, a great start to his Yankee career. It's going to be a short-lived one. He's just a rental. He's not. He won't be there long. But that's the two guys this week. So we got Joey Votto for home runs in seven consecutive games, eight home runs in total against Rizzo for his hot start with the with the Yankees. Get back to uh, Rizzo, or not Rizzo? Sorry, to Votto. He almost tied the record. He was only a couple of inches. He hit the top of the wall at City Field against the Mets on Saturday night, I believe it was, to tie the record in the, in the ninth inning. It was so close, but uh, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and the short porch in the left field or right field of Yankee Stadium. But uh, so close. Like, it was uh, astonishing how close he came to tie the record in the ninth. But anyways, one thing about Votto that I don't understand, and maybe it's just a Western Canada thing or maybe it's a baseball thing, but usually when a Canadian excels – um, in a sport that's not hockey, they get a lot more praise across the country. They, they become uh, the national, the poster child, I guess, for sport, for the sport in Canada, whether it be the Olympics or uh, football or whatever. But for some reason, Votto just hasn't caught on in Western Canada. I could be wrong, but he just doesn't seem to have that, um, that catch, that, that grab that people are, are proud that he's a Canadian. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because he plays in Cincinnati, a pretty irrelevant team. And so maybe that's the reason why, but he's a hell of a player. He's got a, has a great career. He's winding down. You think he'd be more celebrated. Is he a hall of famer? Doubtful. 
But like if you look at a guy like Larry Walker was so well-renowned and, and loved right across the country, or maybe it's because he was from BC and maybe the people in Ontario didn't know it. I don't live in Ontario, so I don't know. But maybe the people in Ontario love Votto and they didn't think much of Larry Walker. I don't know. But Walker played for the Expos too, so it might have been a, they might have loved him out there. Maybe that's part of the reason why they love him so much. But whenever a Canadian makes it, does well in a, a non-hockey sport, they seem to be celebrated quite a bit. And Votto's just not that guy. I could be wrong. Get back to me, 1420 sports at gmail.com. Drop us a line at the uh, sports underscore 20 or foul tips one on Twitter and let us know. Make sure you guys vote. Uh, we'll put it up on the Rick Award later on today. I've got to get out of here. I've got a baseball game to do, but uh, we'll put it up on the Twitter account and make sure you guys vote. You got Votto. You got Rizzo for your Rick Award. Make sure you guys vote early, vote often, like, share, retweet, whatever you got to do to get the good word of the Rick Award out there. Uh, game of baseball is great. You can't, uh, and we can't celebrate the greatness of Rick enough. If you listened to the 1420 podcast earlier this week, or if you're catching up on some old shows anyways, or you want an update, you couldn't, uh, you, you haven't listened to that. Uh, me and Dave got in a debate about the Olympics. He's more of an Olympic guy than I am, but I was uh, quite happy that they're, they're televising the Olympic baseball uh, on TV this weekend. I got caught, caught onto a couple games. The Dominican and South Korea, I shocking finish to that game. The uh, South Korea scored three in the bottom of the ninth against the Dominican. Uh, just an eventful in- inning. There was bait, there was stealing and bunts and uh, infield shifts and uh, infield in to, to cut off the run. Uh, just a fantastic game. Korea came back to win the game four four three or five four whatever it was doesn't matter. Hell of a game. Uh, saw Mexico lose. Probably saw. Um, phenomenal game. I, I was quite shocked that, uh, that they, they lost. It's been good baseball, not, not great baseball, good baseball. I see Tanaka back on, on the hill pitching against the Americans today. I don't know why they didn't, the Yankees didn't bring Tanaka back or maybe he didn't want to come back, but I, I always liked him as a Yankee. I thought he was a fantastic pitcher. Uh, it's too bad he didn't come back, but anyways, he's back playing in Japan and I don't know the outcome of that game today. I've been, been busy, been all over the place, got a lot going on. I guess I could have done a little more research, but uh, anyways, Olympic baseball has been very good uh, thus far. Uh, carry on watching it. I hope to, and uh, like we talked earlier this week, I guess the, uh, the the women's softball game this week was phenomenal, how Canada came to, to win a bronze medal. And anyways, uh, that's, that's baseball as well. They aren't, uh, they aren't any less because uh, they're playing a little bit different sport. Anyways, today in baseball history, uh, talk about the unsung heroes on a baseball field, in my opinion, as an umpire. Uh Catchers, they, they don't get enough credit where they block the ball, they get in front of it, they take a beating back there, night in, night out, foul balls off the shoulders, uh, their knees take a beating, their their chest pad, they take a beating in the chest. Like it's, it's a tough job. They're, they're the generals back there and they do a hell of a job. But today in baseball history, Washington backstop, Ivan Rod, Pudge Rodriguez becomes the fifth player to collect 300 home runs while catching when he goes deep off Rodrigo Lopez, leading off the second inning of the Nationals 3-1 victory in Atlanta. Pudge joins Hall of Famers Mike Piazza, Carlton Fisk, Johnny Bench, and Yogi Berra as the only catchers in baseball history to reach the plateau while playing behind the dish. That is a who's who of catchers right there. Go through those names again, hey? Pudge Rodriguez, Mike Piazza, Carlton Fisk, Johnny Bench, and Yogi Berra. If that doesn't scream back catcher, I don't know what does. Uh, maybe we'll do a show to we'll get, some, get a catcher on here or something. We'll talk about the, uh, the trials and tribulations that a catcher goes on uh, behind the plate because they take a beat and uh, – as like I said, as an umpire, I love him for because like the, the less I get hit with the baseball, 
uh, easier it makes my life back there. Well, thank you very much, catchers. And that was today in baseball history, 2010. Before we end today's show, I want to talk about the Mets for some reason. Uh, I don't know why I want to talk about the Mets, but I, I got to admire what that new owner is doing. I can't remember what his name is. It doesn't matter. He's got $14 billion in the bank, and he uh, he's a Mets fan, Before and he bought the team, and you got to admire a guy who has the financial capabilities to do something like that. I mean, if I had $14 billion kicking around, I wouldn't mind going by the Yankees and tell Steinbrenner where to shove it, but... Um, I got to admire this guy that I went, he goes out and buys them. First thing he does, goes out and signs, signs Lindor. Hell of a player, gave him 300 million. He's not having a great year, but he's, he's going to be there. He'll be fine. But then you go out and you, you, you make a deal for Baez right now. And they're in first place. Their pitching staff, they went out and made a trade to, to bolster their pitching staff a little bit by getting Rich Hill from Tampa, uh, journeyman pitcher. Going to give you quality innings. Going to give you a lot of innings. He's not going to hurt you by any means. He's joining Stroman. Uh, who I can't stand. Strong just throw the ball. Like he's just such a mouthpiece. When he was with the Jays, I couldn't stand him. Mighty mouth and all that crap. And just throw the ball, man. Whatever. The Mets have a real good shot. They got a, they're, they're in a pretty uh, suspect division. So if they can stay right where they are, play status quo, play good baseball. You got Pete Alonso, the home run derby champion. They got a good enough offense to win some games. And they got an owner who's committed. The only thing that scares me about the Mets is DeGrom. Constant arm injuries, constant arm problems. And he's going to miss four to five starts in the month of August with uh, arm tightness again. And it seems to be a little more than usual this year where he's been sitting out games. So that's my only concern with the Mets winning that division. The rest of the teams don't scare me at all. But the Mets have a good, good shot at going to the playoffs and maybe winning a round or two because they're right there. The National League... I, they won't beat the Dodgers. Don't get me wrong. They will not beat the Dodgers in any means in NLCS, but they have a shot to go to the NLCS despite the, the additions that they made and the, the, the acquisitions that they made because their owner, like I said, he was committed beginning of the season. He said, well, if we're going to do this, let's do this. And so he, uh, I, I'd love to have the, have his dough to be able to go out and, and, and buy a toy like that. And uh, he's a shrewd businessman from what I've read and what I've, I've heard. So he expects nothing but the best. So here's hoping that the Mets can uh, put it all together, maybe find themselves in a, uh, in a, in a spot to, to go to a World Series. Like I said, they're not going to beat the Dodgers. Nobody nationally is going to beat the Dodgers now. But it, it could make it interesting that down, the, down the stretch here and uh, get people in New York cheering about something other than the Yankees or bitching about the Yankees, maybe cheering the Mets on a little bit. Yankees aren't out of it yet, folks. I'm not, I gave up on them three weeks ago, but they, they won five or the last six. They got the Orioles now, so they should be able to win two or three there. So you got, you got to win series. The Tampa Bay... Went in the first place in the, in the AL East, sweeping the Red Sox this weekend. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it, can, it can be done. The uh, season's not over, but uh, it's going to be a tough road to hold for my New York Yankees. Anyways, that was Foul Tips this week. 1420 podcast, weekend edition of uh, for, for baseball. I just screwed that up, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Got a game to go to today, so I'm going to have, uh, have a couple of beers after the game today and uh, enjoy the, the, the remainder of the long weekend before the work week starts. Uh, me and Dave are doing a podcast tonight I think around probably about 8 o'clock we might get going when I get back from the game and anything else like I said make sure you guys go to a game if you have the opportunity to go uh, it's a great great sport great uh, action it gets the family together uh, cheap entertainment have a good time doing it and anyways 1420 podcast and follow tips for everywhere we get your podcasts
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.